Uh, welcome to Double DV Business, and I'm here today with uh, Jesse Halls Evans. You actually said it again. Yourself. Yes. Yeah. I'm with myself. And we've got a really special guest today, haven't we? We have indeed. Uh, so, anyone who's listening for the first time, we always like to talk about creating best version of business teams and people. And we want to spend some extra time today on people, don't we? We do. And more specifically about people, the behaviours of people. The behaviours, Debbie, do you believe that's important today? I do believe that's very important. Well, what have I done now? You haven't done anything. Although, if if the listeners want to, we can go through things you've done before. No, let's not do that. So, Debbie, would you like to take us on a journey as to who is here with us? So, all the way from, I need a drum roll or something, because that would be much more impressive. All the way from, are you in Chicago right now? I'm like Ogden Dunn, who is like 35 minutes away from Chicago, hiding on on the forest. So I am going to introduce her, just her fantastic voice as well, uh, Susan Ibitz from the Human Behaviour Lab. Susan, tell us about you. Um, okay, I'm awkward, weird. Um, I it, My specialty is killing first impression, not because I kill it, because I'm really good, because I'm awkward, always fail it. So I became a human behavior hacker. Some people have computers, I have humans. And still after 28 years, I'm going to like social events or networking and hide it on the corner, but like, how the heck am I doing here? But I'm teaching people how to do it and they're really successful. I can't do it. And I think that's the most amazing thing, isn't it? Is that with this is, it's the things that everybody does every day that they either dismiss, they don't understand, or they assume, and people make up behavior as well, don't they? And there's a lot of old paradigms out there about what certain behaviors are. You know what was crazy? Um, I always teach in any of the classes or any of the Venom keynotes how important is handshaking. And I was talking with you and other people on like how is going to be the new reality. And I was looking on research who says a, a good handshake it's equal at three hours of human interaction. So now, even after the isolation and the pandemic, I think a lot of people is gonna get germophobic and afraid to shake hands. So we are developing a completely new way to try to, like three hours of human interaction equal a handshake, even though um, human resource says that the 20, 26% of human resource determine if they want to hire or like a person based on a handshake. So now we need to, this new behavioral thing that how we short the gap. So it has to do with your body language, your micro expression, the angle of your face, how you manage not only yours and how to learn to read others. That always says it's easy to read others, but what about if the other person Person is showing behaviors who are a reflection of the behaviors you're doing because you're not conscious that you do it and most people are not. I've spent my life doing that as a dad, haven't I? Yeah, well Dave has a very frowny face as you know Susan yeah. uh, and that can be perceived by other people as completely different emotions that he's not, he, that he isn't actually feeling but other people then receive it in a certain way. Basically like, like you that. make a cover. Literally, like that, yeah. You made a career pissing off people. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I, I, you know, one time I was in a place in Wales and I was walking down the street and I remember commenting to a friend of mine saying who wasn't from there either. And we're strolling down the road and, and I said, why are all these people frowning at me? 
And um, I was actually concerned at the time, thinking that it looked really aggressive. Then we ended up in a bar, a rugby bar, a sports bar, and, and people were still doing it. And I'm going, we better get out of here, this is bad. And they were most likely just reflecting yeah. me. You, the, the funny part is I need to read your face from the face real behavioral standpoint. You have round features that make you likable. I think is the frowning. You see the, the three train frack lines that you have between your eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, most people, when I work with um, people who have a public figure or managers or politicians or somebody who need to be related to other all the time, I says, those lines between the eye, the eyebrows are good because shows how dedicated and how work your heart but for other people this look like why you're mad all the time so <laughs> when i advise to do botox i actually work with one person who knows how the, what muscles need to touch but i would advise if you take those lines in the middle who are again they're amazing on the face rhythm perspective from from a human behavioral standpoint they look like you're mad so people react into that it's it's um anais Nien says we don't see things as they are we see things as we see them so if people see that they think they're your man actually you're not you're a really funny guy can, can we have that it's recorded so sorry debbie i give base some <laughs> ammunition oh, against you glass. it's been said in public right <laughs> So no, God, I was going to just say, Susan, so from your, I mean, you've got a vast amount of experience and I, and I also want you to talk about some of the activity you're doing with the Human Behaviour Lab for other people to get involved because... Yeah, how, how did you guys meet first? Well, well I saw um, some of Susan's stuff, uh, connected with it and... Where? Where? What? I've completely deleted now you said that. Yeah, on the, I'm going to make an assumption, false. Is that what you meant? Susan, so, where did we actually meet? Uh, LinkedIn, I saw one. Actually, uh, I went to LinkedIn and I saw your podcast, Double D, like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Double D, really? I listened to your podcast and I commented on your podcast and says, oh my God, I love your podcast. Uh, we connected in LinkedIn and after that, we start talking. We like yeah. click. I didn't ruin the first impression, thank God. And we start talking and we did a video conference. I read Debbie's face. She freaked out. She bring Dave. So I read his face too. And here we go. <laughs> I'm right here. That's right. I mean, so if a, if a handshake, by the way, is what, three or four hours of, of deep relationship rapport, you reading our faces and it going well, it must be a, at least a week of benefit of getting to know us. Would you say so, Debbie? I don't know what the research is, but I think for me, you know, what I find really fascinating about what you say, Susan, is that from your how you uh, perceive your first impressions, um, that you know, for other people it might not be. I genuinely connected instantly the minute your face popped up and we started talking. Um, I just, I was one intrigued by your intellect and knowledge and understanding and actually then how you interpret it and how you use it. So, and I think that was the bit that I absolutely Good, good, good or bad, She's saying she's in pain, just making oh, no, sure. hugely. Because I'm a, as Susan knows, my yeah. nature is I like to learn and I am a constant sponge. And knowing that this is actually a science and an ability to do it and understand and explore with people more. You said, is it 200 and something different nuances and micro movements you can assess instantly can't you really quickly 
you can read 235 features approximately, at least from the Western start point, because you have the oriental point, and I haven't studied yet. And the funny part is well, I was looking to take a leap and go to China to study. Now yeah. I don't know what is going to happen to yeah. get the oriental point because they have different meanings. But I do the Western standpoint. Only to be clear, we have, I do two things with faces. One is face reading. It's the map of your face. There are the features, the wrinkles, the dimples, the cliff on the chin, those kind of things. And another one are micro expressions. So face reading is a GPS on your life and the way you think, you intake information, how you process information, how you spend your money, how you talk to others, how you're feeling and how you're doing. Micro expressions are a GPS of the emotion that you're trying to conceal and determine times when like, for example, says, uh, how you doing and you flash your nose like you're disgusting because something is happening and another thing is body language Freud used to says you can lie with your face but your body and your feet are gonna give you away and it's true you can manage all your body language but feet depending where they're facing and like one of the things that I said like dude are you facing the door and you say you're you're really engaged that you see that a lot in dating you know how good they're doing depending how the glasses get together and what the feet are facing. But regarding uh, how we connect, I would say, if you don't find your tribe, make your own. So I have news for you, dude. You two are weirdos too, because if you connect is the only reason why. I have two kind of people. The people who look at me like Tread and like, you're a witchcraft. I don't like you because you read me, so they hide. And another one is like fascinated and want to learn more. I, I get used to at this point to get both and I I don't take it personal at this point in my life I don't take anything personal uh, I, feel, I feel like we're like the you know the behavior power rangers so you know <laughs> seriously really? yeah I've been, I've been slightly ridiculous because I, I but I've been intentionally sincere because I I don't meet you and do either of those responses because like Debbie, I'm values led in how I connect with people. I've only recently really understood that over the last couple of years. So if I connect with somebody at a really deep centered level, who they are, what they're about, doesn't matter. So so like Debbie, I, I, I embrace you uh, and, and without a single thought in my mind, Susan, there's an equality at the table and there's an excitement about the ingredients that we all talk about. and. Bringing this, I think, to double digit business is exciting because how many people out there are stimulating in others, head trash through projection, or are experiencing receiving head trash through their projection that is messing up all kinds of relationships and it's all based on assumption. You know what? One of the things is when I need to do a profile in someone, I ask, please don't tell me anything. Send me the picture, send me the email, don't put the name of the person, erase everything, send me the email so I can analyze the text when somebody may be trying to deceive you. I never call uh, lie detection because nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect and whoever says who's 100% lie detector, run away is lying to you. So I, less I know about you, less biased I can be. Why? Any human being can says is not biased. So usually when I need to do a training or I need to do a consultation or I do jury selection or working with a lawyer mediation, whatever I need to do, I'm going for a walk or hiding in a room for at least 15 minutes and listen to ACDC. Why? Because I don't know what that music like. 
uh, disrupt my brain that I forget about what I want to do, so I forgot the bias. But what happened with people who doesn't know how to avoid this is like, if I met you and you remind me to my ex-husband, if he cheated on me, you remind me to somebody who was bullying me. Uh, the person you're in front of, you have a perfume that someone who did you didn't like. You talk or you have this tone of voice, then you remind me somebody who I, I, I don't like. Or vice versa, if you have do or smell like someone that I care for, so it's going to be automatically. So I argue with a lot of people that you can work on first impressions as much as you want, but at the end of the day, it doesn't depend on you. It's like when you find out the person in front of you don't like you and says, Apparently, or basically, uh, we didn't have a first impression. I would love to work with you. I just want to know why, what can be the problem working together. And the person can say, well, I don't know. Do I remind you to someone? Uh, did I did something that cultural-wise is, is inappropriate? Today, we live on a multicultural uh, world. Even in the same building and the same company, you have people from other cultures, uh, other languages and has nothing to do with the English, has to do with your own dictionary. There are symbols that you can do with your fingers. There are offensive in South America, they're okay in the United States and they're gonna punch you in uh, Europe, uh, in Malaysia and in Singapore. You make some symbols, you even can go to the jail because meaning like you're a dog or come in. It's classic, the mother says, dude, come in with the finger and yeah. you do that to um, in some uh, Asian countries, they, they can get you in jail because it's extremely offensive. Or, for example, in, in other Asian countries, you cannot shake hands with women if you're a man or vice versa. You need to ask for the authorization of the husband. In Latin America, okay, meaning that uh, you are gay. <laughs> Oh, the, 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 the horn sign is like, oh, everything is okay here in Latin America is your partner is cheating on you, look for a lawyer. And it's more aggressive, like, like ask yeah. your, your partner is, is cheating on you. So it has to do with so many things. And as human beings, we cannot, if you go to an event, you cannot be thinking like, well, this person is born, what is the accent? I need to ask where he was born, what is the, 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 the education or the cultural of the, of the person? Just go with your guts, and if you mess it up, like I have news for you, it's more fishes on the, on the tank. Now, if you need to work with a client or as a person that you need to establish rapport, I would say do the research as much as you can. Yeah. Internet is a um, never-ending source of things so if you can read the person you can determine uh, how intake information how they process information how they need to receive how this is the proxemic the person need more space less space now you have an advantage and like okay if this person visual i need to show the project as soon as we go and i need to have a zoom meeting a video call if the person is audit i need to jump on the phone i don't need to distract the person so it doesn't get overloaded if person have high ears they're going to get overloaded really fast because they process information so fast that you get to the point like they get disconnected yeah. um, so there are things that you can set and face reading that i wouldn't be able to do with body language and micro expressions because for example in, in jury selection 
when you're gonna select a jury, everybody's pissed off, body language is negative, and the micro expression are negative. Nobody wanna be there. So the only thing left is statement analysis, analyzing the worlds they said, and reviewing the face, because our things on the face who can determine if the jury is going to hang my client or is going to help my my client actually there are studies from 1920s to 1953 that were um there were proved by the judge jones uh that you can determine how a jury can kill you or save you actually dr phil was the jury selection um consultant lawyer for oprah winfrey in the 90s look what dr phil is now he make he he tell her that your problem is not your lawyer your problem is not you is the jury selection you're doing she won look where doctor feels now yeah so so go no you fight away did it no i it just fascinates me because i just think this you you have just literally dropped about five major bombshells about ways of people understanding and interpreting you know, even just the location of somebody's ears and the you know the distance and the size of their ears the way they look one of the things you even said to me was about you know i love big glasses because part of my nature is i want to see the whole picture i want to see it all irrespective of what my eyesight is it's irrelevant is that it's my choice of what i then choose to put on my face is more indicative than just a fashion item it's actually more than that isn't it is there any- you're the, you, I'm sorry, you're the one, 180 person. You have people who have 90 degrees, 120, 180. You're 180. You're able to scan a room and see every aspect of things that other people missing. So that's the reason you're so meticulous and take you longer to make a decision because you observe and determine every point that need to be made on the list. So you probably make a list and until all the checkpoints are not perfect, you're not moving forward. The problem is, I says, uh, uh, I would say it's procrastination for overthinking because it's never going to be perfect enough or procrastination by perfection. So that's the reason why you and Dave are perfect because he think outside the box, you want to follow the rules. So you are the girl behind the microphone, but not in front of the TV. And Dave is the one like, let's go. That's very, very true. It is, yeah. Uh, and less of analysis on us, Susan, thanks very much. But in reference to helping other people, so if there was maybe one or two really definitive things that we should be better as, at humans, as being able to interact with other people better, whether it be a sales meeting, whether it would just be the way I want to build relationships with my colleagues, if we think about how we are now in COVID-19 to where we're going to be, you've already mentioned handshake, which is phenomenal. So what else can we do? What are the kind of the... the... But before, before we answer that, this week I've been talking quite a lot about um, something called social report. And social report, according to Dave Evans, not according to anything else, is, <laughs> right, is where we have a single point of common ground globally. You can apply this in a country. You can apply this if there's a major event that's disruptive that's coming, like the Olympics, for example. Everyone in that place is going to be talking about the Olympics, right? So the challenge is it's, it's both deep in terms of report, COVID-19 that is, and really shallow. And I think what concerns us, and you've highlighted a few already, coming back to your question, what concerns me is the world is sometimes a little bit ignorant around we believe our own things we say. So therefore, look how many less planes are on the sky, look how the ozone is, 
isn't it wonderful the the lifting of the pollution above major countries in the world etc right look how terrible it is look how awful this is and yet what human behavior is it's a default program that we've grown into so no one is talking about and we are here on this podcast the really urgent attention that's needed to that the world is going to have a cold first so we're going to come out of COVID-19 right and what's most likely to happen capitalism and consumerism is going to take off literally then we're going to have two months of everybody consuming followed by regret just like at Christmas time and the start of a new year and then the change will probably start or we could be listening to somebody like Susan and interrupting ourselves understanding ourselves better and others to actually apply some of the lessons that are coming out of this and know there are now new boundaries too. Just First of all, uh, one of the things that fascinates me the most was I'm self-isolated since March, March 10th. As soon as I see I come in like, dude, I know how I'm more afraid to people than the virus. So one of the things I noticed is the toilet paper. So I couldn't get it. So I start talking with psychologists and says, can be a scarcity. And it says, yes, everybody was saying like, we're going to run because the, the, the primary material we use for toilet paper coming from China, we're not going to have. And everybody start talking about it. And scarcity is like, I need to have it because it's going to run out. A lot of companies use scarcity to make you to buy like, act now. You only have like when you go to um, a website to buy a ticket, like you have 15 seconds to buy insurance. Are you sure you don't want insurance? Because if you like, it's a scarcity. So one of the things, a lot of companies are going to use that because like now that we're coming out of the pandemic, we're going to run out. So you better buy now. Another thing is how is going to be in your reality? I want to know how many babies are going to be born in the next nine to 10 months. How many couples are going to get divorced? Um, what is going to be the new reality in, for example, people who has been asked to work from home and the boss says, no, because I'm going to lose control. This is a chance for you to show a to leadership, to your boss and your coworkers stand as a leader, helping other people in crisis who is difficult to manage. Three, if you have been asking, working from home and your boss didn't trust you, if you can manage this thing that happened now and you can get your job done and you show you can do it now you can ask for whatever you want in your company other people is going to understand that they don't need to have 150 people inside in one room it's structural wise i think we're going to change the the way we work i don't think that when the government go different government says you can go out i still gonna wait for more weeks sorry i i prefer to wait for more weeks the way that we're going to shake hands, the way we're going to meet. Um, as so many people moving to online, we were talking, exchanging was funny, exchanging um, text messaging in LinkedIn and a thread. And somebody says, oh, I don't know how to manage working from home. And I replay like, I'm more productive because I don't need to go to point B, C, D to have a meeting. I can have a meeting every 45 minutes. I do doing more things. Now I'm walking and talking with friends on the phone. I've been eating healthy. I work more because we are launching a lot of products and we're doing websites that 
productive wise, I've been more productive now. And I hear a lot of people saying, oh, I'm more productive since I work from home. The two hours that I'm avoiding commuting, now I can exercise and spend it with my family. So it's going to be a completely new reality. This is going to be a circus for the next year. See how the companies react. This is the time to uh, plant the seed with your customers. I had been receiving emails uh, in LinkedIn. Um, contact in LinkedIn like hey I would like to contact and jump into selling like no yeah. establish a connection this is a time to establish connection this is a time to ask what do you need how I can help you what are the things that I can do for you for two weeks we stand out of the media observing what happened and after that we jump on helping mode doing videos and how to manage the media as a company now we're doing webinars and how to use body language in video what are the free tech that you need to use how to do it how to use screen what you have outside how you need to manage your hands what you need to be doing in posting how you need to be posting so I think Everybody who is in helping mode is going to be in a better position next. But I agree with you, Dave. It's going to be a consumer desperation after this. And another way, I think we need to go back to an economy who go again and roll because people was afraid to recession. This is way worse because it's worldwide. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely global. There's no boundaries. In the same way the virus knows no personality or celebrity status, you know, right now, today, at the point of recording, uh, Boris Johnson is still in ICU. At ICU, yeah, I hear the next ICU and, right. and... Apparently he's doing well today, so that's good news, but it doesn't differentiate. It doesn't matter who you are. And actually, the human race doesn't differentiate. Yeah, we have lots of differences, but one human is the same as the next human, wherever we're from. And I, I love the fact it has temporarily reset that. So, Debbie, you want to ask a question? No, I was just going to say, I also think uh, we've not to be naive about this. I think for me, and I, I wrote about this privately, and for me it was about, <clears throat> we are all saying lots of great things right now. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm generalizing it, but in regards to it, we're going to be kind, we're going to be better people, we're going to be all of these things. But I also think it's quite naive to believe there'll be a cultural shift in a very small percentage of people that will maintain all of the positives. And they will, they'll embrace the positives from the current situation that they're in. So whether that's our productivity, whether it's the way that we interact, whether it's the language we use, whether it's you know, my, my greater understanding and equality of others, all of those great things. But there will be a massive swathe of people who will not change and will fall back into, and that to me is where the, dis, the imbalance will occur. And how do we work through that? How do we sustain some of the, the how do we sustain not some, the positives from such a horrific global pandemic and then build people from that? So, you know, there's a generation of people, as we know, being attacked by this. And when we heard somebody, what they call it? Boomer? A boomer remover, yeah. Yeah, somebody's called it boomer remover as, as a... That's a, a tag. I know, it's horrific, isn't it? The power of language there, Susan. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a, you know, we now know it. It's, it can attack anybody, irrespective of age, but there are going to be people that have got certain um, things. But for me, it's about how do we sustain it? What is it that we have to do as a human race globally? This is not just me and Dave South in Edinburgh, you in lovely Chicago, just outside of Chicago. It's how do we sustain that? What is it that we have to get brilliant at now 
so that when we're coming out of this at the other side of it, I've we're got, doing something I've with got it. A partial answer, which I want to throw this straight back to Susan, is you've got to be willing to learn new things. We've got to be open to insights that are not readily available. And we've got to be prepared as humans, I think, to learn another level of understanding. So on that note, assuming you're listening to this podcast and really enjoying the discussion so far and some of the incredible things that Susan has said. Susan, how do people get to, you know, spend time with you? Uh, no, now only by video. But after that, I'm still single. So if you want to drop me an email, you can talk. <laughs> um, uh, people can contact me on humanbehaviorlab.com. We launch in next week, humanbehaviorhackerschool.com because I've been asking like, where we can learn that witchcraft that is a gift like no it's a it's it's an art that you can learn it takes time it takes practice so we launch in human behavior hacker school when you can can learn all the things that we do and we have bring amazing coaches like you guys to teaching is the only e-learning platform specialized in be in human behavior only human behavior you're not going to have somebody teaching how to cook on the same website it's invitation only coaches and we're going to have private facebook for training we have now meetups and not only latin american and spanish meet up in all united states uh, with different time zones with people from europe can can engage and if you know look me on linkedin i reply to all my messages and i've been doing amazing connections during this time like with you guys we like each other we start talking we start a conversation and i would say don't click hi hi i want to connect with you start doing real relationships i did better deeper relationships in this last month that I'm isolated than I did before because nobody's running the same way and you start paying attention who you relate to. And another thing, you had two years in one mouth for a reason. Uh, be empathetic with others, not the reality is the same. I'm complaining because my hair is a mess because everything in my life is doing good. But I cannot say that to someone who have a, a partner who's sick. I have friends who are sick. They're getting really really bad so choose what to talk with the person you are in front of you let them bend but leaders even after 9-11 the leaders who make them were who was to were aware of the reality but looking on the future on the positive way on the future don't get stuck and how bad we're doing is how good we can make it the next step look for the positive is nothing good with this yet that is positive on the future so if you want to talk with customer relate to other talk about like okay what is your next step what we can learn from this experience next how we can go back to the situation empower your employees because of your first customer how you show to you your people is how your people is going to replay after the two ways you get, can know how people really is during a divorce and during a crisis. So the real colors come up. Be careful what the colors are. Pay attention to the signs. It's always good to know what is going on. It's good. It is. It's great. And so, no, I just need one. You all have written it. I asked Susan a question. Oh, sorry. Debbie is going to know. So I would love question. to know yeah. the answer to a question that the gorgeous Mr. Evans started getting excited about his topic. So what one thing must we learn as humans to be able to connect better? What's the, the, the quickest and easiest tool that you can share right now as a skill or something we can start to develop? Two ears in a mouth, ask how you can help. How can I be in contact with you without bothering you? It's anything that you need for us that 
due to the crisis and the, everybody's running with <clears throat> a chicken without head that we can do. Yeah. To give you an example, I contact all my customers and says, what about if we do uh, lunch with signs or coffee with signs? So the clients send in pizza or donuts in the morning and we met with employees uh, how to do videos uh, with the clients, how to record, how they, 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 they manage in the situation. So what I did is I reached to all my customers and send them videos, video message, not an email. 59% of the people prefer to see a video than read a, a, an email. So I send videos and says, hey, dude, I know you're crazy. Um, I cannot imagine what you're going through. You have X amount of employees. What we can do together to help you is the anxiety of your employees help you to manage let's get on a call and let's do it and i've been doing that like almost daily and people is reacting and reacting good it's not a manipulation it's really like we yeah. get in this business yeah. to help humans yeah. so reach to your customer to see what happened that's where they need most help so ask what can i do for you okay great, great advice and i I'm loving the fact that that's just happened. That's brilliant. Yeah, people just my cat walk in front of the computer and everybody like, what? Yeah, he's next to me. Thank you. Hi, Indy. How are you doing? I, I'm, I have to say that it builds up to your self-image early on about witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, I have a black cat. <laughs> so let's hope a broom doesn't come out of the side door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have a parking in my garage. I have a truck and a <laughs> Brilliant. We're going to turn it to Harry Potter that's done all the business in a minute. Now, oh, no, I, I, I like the dark side of the moon. Okay, you want to see what is my, you see, Darth Vader? There you uh, go. Actually, I have a, um, a, a lightsaber in red too. I like, yeah. Perfect. So, Debbie, one more tip that we can let people know about, again, as, a, as an end point to when you learn all these things, what could you do? We've talked about it loads. What are you laughing at? What could we talk about? As in what I was about to tell yeah, you that we yeah, talked about. Yeah, Match plus one. All oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, you see, one, yeah, one of our one of our number one techniques and simplest techniques we've ever taught and come up with is match plus one, where you really just focus here and you make that connection really sincere. You match and paste the face you're looking at. Uh, and you really take your time to either take it up or take it down, depending on where the other person is at. And, and I love the fact that what you're talking about is behind all of that as a real deep um, subject and understanding and education. So I think that's been fantastic today. Uh, Debbie, we're going to put all the links to fighting choosing in the podcast. Yeah, and the new behaviour. Uh, lab as well, which is really important. And the school. And the school, that was the same thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's still brilliant. Uh, yeah, it is very good. Uh, so we'll make sure all the links are available as well, because I do uh, genuinely, you know, Susan, from the way that we've connected, uh, for other people to learn and actually see how they can improve, starting with self. Self-awareness to me is the most critical lesson that anybody can learn and develop their own self-awareness. Don't even go with idea of happens. So self-awareness, building that. Brilliant, and, massively, I yeah, a lot. I, I'm, every day I'm learning something new. Every day, particularly locked in areas with you without any uh, opportunity of leaving. <laughs> but not to worry about that one, it's all good. <laughs> but anyway, guys, we'll make sure we share that. And, uh, and I, again, I'd love you to come back on a, on a regular basis, I think, and actually yeah. really explore some of these nuances and these micro expressions and get people to be better, you know? We talk about best version, but I, I think it's, it's 
being better in that moment, isn't it? You know, how can I improve myself right now in the moment? We're not always going to get it right, and actually, that's not what this is about, is it? Oh, it says you never, as a human beings, we never stop learning because what was okay yesterday is not okay today because we're growing, we're changing. We are not the same people that we were a month ago. Things that we has we didn't need to be learned a month ago, they were different. In six months, we're going to need different things. So how we connect with others, how we behave ourselves. Um, um, uh, mental health is going to be a huge thing to be pay attention. I pe it's people who are not doing it well. So it's gonna. You need to keep learning every day. It doesn't matter what you learn. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe learning to relax. Maybe learning that work is not everything because you. Some people lose loved ones or they get sick. So it's a lot to learn. And I would say, if I need to give an advice to anyone, even though nobody asks, is learn from yourself and learn something new because life is amazing depending how you see it so look from the future well, so is that, is that not like a mic drop it's, it's, de it's definitely a mic drop so look out for all the detail uh, on our podcast notes below okay yeah, well, below this <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with what is it oh so if you email us it's info at rrc-global.com and if you want to follow us uh, it is rrc global group whoa that's to follow us on the social media. I'm just checking, yes. yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. So we have been here live with uh, Susan Nibitz, which I'm really delighted about. Thank you, Susan, for spending time with us. Thank you guys for having me and Indy the cat. Indeed. <laughs> and Debbie, you've been here once again. Thanks. Brilliant. We have been Double D Do Business. Every success with your learning. <laughs>